<laughs> Why are we talking about ghosts? I love it. He got the chills looking at me. He's like, no, I don't like this shit. That is leave them alone. I would not, not be here at night, though. I'll tell you that much. 11 o'clock, I was here. So, they not bothering okay. us. Hi, Amanda. Hi. We are live. Are we? I don't know. <laughs> are we? Not no. yet. Oh. You got to do the elevator. Are we doing the elevator sound? Wait, is, is this? Day? Oh, that's filming there. Yeah. Oh. This is a this podcast. Is a, this is a different angle? Than, <laughs> huh? This is, is different than the social holic. Okay. This is the yeah. podcast. Okay. Okay. Don't look at the, you don't look at the camera. Well, I guess. I don't, you actually don't even look at the camera. Just, okay. You're just going to be talking to us. Okay. So you could have you could have said, like, I'm going to sit, sit comfortable. I'm comfortable. I just thought, I'm just not showing my feet. Uh, no, <laughs> it's like probably but, chest. And yeah. Like, okay. If that. Might okay. Just be your heads. <laughs> your heads. Yeah. Yeah. It's just table. Yeah. All right. You look beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Are you nervous? No. She likes to talk. Not at all. Especially about herself. All. I love public speaking. I can yeah, talk. Really? Me. Yeah. I didn't get that from you. That day that, oh, the yeah. woman's dinner. You Were you there? No. The, no, he wasn't at the, the no, woman's dinner. No, I was at the... Um, the woman's dinner, I gave an Academy Academy Award winning speech. Oh, yeah, because she was drunk and she no. was amazing. You seemed a on little... On the spot. You seemed a little nervous when you was doing uh, Gabby's thing at your shop after we did the coffee combo. I, no, I was so tired. I literally got back from Orlando she the night before too. and You're I was sick. sick. So oh, I just okay. was not into it. But no, usually she didn't it's not. feel like her. Like that's yeah, and I, I really didn't want to do it. I was trying to reschedule it, but yeah. she was like on an agenda. So yeah. Okay, got it. All right. But it came Bye. out nice. Okay, so um, can you get a little closer? Yeah. I mean, not to me, but just to the mic. Yeah, the mic? Okay. The mic is that? Because I, yeah, I don't okay. want you to. Am I good? Or I'm not. I feel how fine. You, how do you sound? Um, it's a little nasally, but I'm assuming it's that's just a filter. Nasally? What's nasally? I sound like these. That's better than that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Diana, know what you like. He gets nervous when we first start. Like he doesn't know how to start. It's like just push the fucking just button. Go. Just push the button. <laughs> All right, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the One Life Podcast. I am Mike M I C T Reed. Uh, to my left, I mean to my right. <laughs> it's Amanda. It's you, Amanda. Hi. Today we have. Um, hold on, let me start. <laughs> to my right, I have the lovely Diana from Sosaholic. and to the left, I have the lovely Amanda with Sassy Couture. How are you doing? Today? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Amazing. Doing great, amazing. So are we, on, are we on the rooftop or are we in the penthouse? We are on the rooftop. Um, obviously, we're in the rooftop because we got Amanda here with us. Uh, we want a bird's eye view of, of Sassy Couture and your uh, whole um, story and background and, you know, um, just all the good stuff that the people in Antelope Valley doesn't know. All right. But how was your day today? It's been great. It's 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 stressful because we're dealing with a lot at the store. Being a business owner, you deal with a lot of stuff, and you just yeah. gotta roll with it and deal with it. I was telling her like, I'm on the verge of a breakdown, but you know who isn't? So, right. <laughs> well, <I'm> 2022. <laughs> so it right. is what it is, but it's part of being a business like owner. Staffing, right. it's store. It's, it's I'm sure it's uh, all limited selection too, because I'm sure like um, stuff is out of stock. Yeah, I mean, it, and, and you got to understand, I'm in competition with a lot of, like, big-name boutiques, yeah. and it's hard because I have to keep up with them, I feel like, sometimes, and that's, like, a big struggle. 
Uh, I think you should keep up with yourself. Stay in my lane. Not stay in your lane. <laughs> I think you have. You should make your own lane. I don't think. I, I think I have. I I, I, I could say I I've established time. it. It's I taken think you time. Have too, it's I, taken time. I've been out here for four years, and you yeah. know I'm not a woman. And every time I walk in your store, no. I get mad because you have an incredible store. I'm like, I oh, wish you had some men's stuff here. But you have a, an incredible store. Um, I I feel like you created your own lane. You created yeah. your own look. You created your own brand. And if it's if really I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I, in my opinion, in my opinion, don't mean shit, but in my opinion, oh, sorry, I forgot we have a little child in the room. <laughs> I gotta be careful. But you have the one, if not the best, women's apparel store Aww, in Animal Valley. I appreciate Valley. that. And, and, I, and, and I think, like, I've, I've learned how to, I guess, make my brand. Because mm-hmm. I think when I first started in this, first off, I didn't even know, like, what do you mean, what is your brand? Like, I couldn't answer that mm-hmm. directly because I didn't understand the meaning. Because having a brand it's layers and layers yeah. and layers it's not right. just i'm sassy couture it's, it's consistency though. yeah and i think i would say probably maybe the last two years i finally felt like i've established sassy couture now mm-hmm. and it took me well it's 11 years now it took me nine years to get to that point mm-hmm. and, and i always think just imagine if i would have given up three years ago four yeah. years ago you know what mm-hmm. i mean and I, I the light was there oh, amazing but wow. it was hard to get to that light and right. all the struggles and and again if i make it look easy it's definitely not easy right. i'm also very vocal about i like to vent and i and i feel better when i talk about it yeah. so to my small business buddies i tend to just i have to just sometimes just get it out and yeah. get get their advice and opinions and, that, and you know and that's what we hear today about um yeah. <laughs> we, we're going to talk about the adversity of mm-hmm. overcoming the adversities um that's the subject that we're here to talk about um and i know there are six types types of adversity um i've I'm probably struggling with four of them, you know, because it's a lot. Uh, no, for real. And, you know, and it's crazy. Like today, um, and, and I told Carlos I was going to do this. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about you, Carlos, because you put me through an emotional adversity today. And because every time we do a show, right, and I got I got to learn not to do this. I can't call Carlos, Carlos like hours before my show. So right after today, <laughs> like we just did the coffee and combo. Well, I should say Diana did, right? And um, right after that, we only literally had like two hours to get here and do this show, right? Mm-hmm. I went home, thought I was going to go home and prepare for this show. Mm-hmm. I was prepared for the show, but I kind of go over my notes and just kind of put my mm-hmm. mindset into it. But I called Carlos on my way home, and then I didn't get off the phone with him until I was on my way back here. So that's two <laughs> hours of a conversation a day. He put me through an emotional adversity, and I told him I was going to talk about him <laughs> because he was supposed to be here today. So I'm, I'm just like dogging him today right oh. now. <laughs> Okay. But I love Carlos. Um, he's he's an important part of our, our team and our crew. But he did put me through in a little emotional of adversity. So what's number one? Number one is physical adversity. How do you think that? What do you think that means? Oh God! Well, <laughs> you answer. Oh, <laughs> well, I she mean, looked at no, me. I'm well, like, well, I I can answer this because I actually have a son who's 25 who has a disability. Okay. So I actually know not. Like, personally, I can't really say, but I, I've been through 25 years of, you know, his life, you know, watching him go through adversity, um, the physical part of it. And to me, like, 
he like if you if you met my son, like you would never know he has a disability because he never shows it. Mm-hmm. He has the biggest heart mm-hmm. and he's such a great kid and everybody falls in love with him when he meets him. Um and like to him, like he doesn't have it. Like we him and his mom, we taught um him not to think of it as a disability. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just you're different and we all are different in some yeah. sort of way, right? And that's how he lives his life. And it's incredible. Like if you if you ever meet him, um, he shows that. So he he's overcome that, you know. So I doubt that's what it means to me. I think physical diversity for me would be um, like limitations on what I can do physically, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's something that you're born with or whether it's something that happens to you throughout your life. You know, and I bring this up for you because I know you were in a car accident. Yeah. And and now that you guys are talking about that, I mean, you'd be surprised how much (laughs) you have to be physically involved well, at least in, in a retail store. I'm not saying every business. I mean, I can't stand for too long. I can't sit for too long. Mm-hmm. I can't um, lift, like, heavy. Like, I yeah, I go to the gym, but I'm not sitting there lifting all this weight. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just there just for the endurance and, and, you know, to get stronger. But a lot of people don't realize that. If you don't know me, you can't see nothing. You don't, you know, you just think, she's just normal, whatever. Yeah. But they don't know the physical stuff I've been through to even to get to where I'm at now, mm-hmm. much less running a business like Mm -hmm. I can't be at my store on my feet all day for eight hours like there's a chair there and I do sit in that chair even though I get on my employees and it's not the sitting time because it's different they don't have that problem they don't have broken back or anything but I do have to sit down Mm -hmm. and or if I'm helping customers if I'm back and forth constantly like on my feet I'm in pain I'm in pain and I go home and just want to plop on the couch and leave work behind. But as a business owner, you don't leave work behind. Work is 24 seven. And even though I make my own choices, I, I can't just put down my phone and, and focus on sometimes what's going on in front of me. And that's a big struggle. And I don't know if this is going to be covered, but it's about the balance. And I haven't found that balance. Honestly, it's hard to, I I don't, I don't, I mean, and I feel bad because they're all there. You know, my husband's there and it's kind of like, I'm on my phone. I'm dealing with this. Oh crap. we got a customer complaint. Oh, this customer's inquiring about this, you Mm -hmm. know, and wait, why aren't the girls taking care of this? If they're supposed to cover and it's, it's it's never ending Mm -hmm. and it's exhausting. And, that physically gets to my body too. Like my body starts to hurt. It starts to tense up. I get tension headaches mm-hmm. and it, yeah, it, it's definitely very physical. How, how long ago was the accident? It'll actually be 21 years on June 9th. So this time of year is actually really hard for me. It's a little really? like emotional. Yes. yes. It, it, I, I can't say it makes me like where I'm like breaking down crying, but I walk around feeling some sort of way. But um, it's like kind of mm-hmm. like gratitude, right? For like I'm alive, oh, I, but I mean, course, at the same time, it's re- reflecting on yeah, what and, happened. And it hits me hard around this time of year because it's graduation time. My accident happened the day after my high school graduation. Oh my gosh. So when I see these graduates, I look at them. I'm like, I'm like, wow, like they have their whole life ahead of, him, of them. And I was that person. Mm-hmm. And little did I know my life was going to change forever the next day, not even 24 hours later. So, because um, I don't know your backstory. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what happened? Like, what was oh, the accident? I, well, I was, I was a typical Saturday afternoon. It was literally the day after my high school graduation. And I actually had a big graduation party to go to that night with all my girlfriends and stuff. But at the time, it was, I had some friends that went to a different high school and we all met up. I was driving because... 
I don't think they drove. I don't remember. And we were just going to go to a movie. It was a two o'clock movie. I still remember like certain details. What mm-hmm. I was going to see, I don't remember. But I remember, I think it was actually Fast and Furious. Because <laughs> it came out June 2001. The okay. first one. The very, very first what? one. Yeah. Because I still remember the song that was playing. It was Usher, You Remind Me. And that CD, that single That's had just dropped. And I had my burn CDs. And I remember the song playing. I remember everything vividly about up until leading to the car accident. Oh so I was just picking up my friends. And we were literally pulling out of, it was on, happened on Palm Del Boulevard. If, I don't know if you guys listening know where Palm Del Boulevard is. but um, And then someone came in front of me and made an illegal U-turn. So I slammed into them going about 50, 55 miles oh per gosh. hour. And instantly... Um, I mean, the other people in the car were okay, but I was literally, my head was literally wedged between the steering wheel with the whole seat completely twisted. Oh my gosh. So that's how my back injury happened, because I was twisted. I had all broken ribs. Um, I had a splenectomy, because my spleen was in pieces. So they knew that I needed to get somewhere. So they airlifted me from Palmdo High straight to UCLA, put me in emergency surgery. This time, my parents still had no clue oh that this was going down. And uh, then in surgery, after surgery, actually, is when somehow through my ID, I don't know what they found, but they were able to contact my parents. And they said, your daughter was in a bad car accident. She just came out of emergency surgery. This is before they even knew what my back injury was. Yeah. And then while I was there, they discovered that my back was, like, severely fractured. So they waited about a week for this to kind of I point to my tummy because that's where my splenectomy was. And then... I went through back surgery, and then the doctors at the time, again, I didn't, I didn't know this, but the doctors came out and told my mom, like, you know, if you believe in God, you need to start praying now because we don't know if she'll walk again. Mm-hmm. And these are world-renowned surgeons from UCLA Medical Center that said, we've never in our however many years of practice have seen that type of injury because the way my back was broken, which was like my sacrum, which is right under the tailbone, it's about this big, and it was literally like this. Oh, no. So a lot of nerve damage. They had to insert a screws through my hip, going through my back to hold it so all. So that's t- why. Yeah, and then they didn't know if I would walk again. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much had to go through extensive uh, physical therapy, literally extensive, and and yeah, I mean, it, and that has probably been the most traumatic thing that has ever happened to me. Um, every all go through traumas in life, mm-hmm. but that was a physical trauma. That's still, again, almost 21 years later has still affected. Oh, yeah. So so when when they told you at that time, Uh did they ever tell you, hey, you might not walk again? They did, but not in those words. Okay. They said that we have to get strong so you can walk again. Mm -hmm. And it was like little hints. Me at the time, 17 years old, I'm oblivious. I'm just like, I just want to go dancing. Mm -hmm. I want to spend my 18th birthday at a club. Like, you know, I'm thinking like that. I mean... And then I think it was the realization, actually, when I was in the hospital, I remember I was, like, laying there, and just everything that I was going through, I had tubes down my nose and my throat and the brace, I couldn't move. Um, I think at that moment is when I had to tell myself, because I already went through both of my surgeries, and I think at that moment I had to tell myself, like, okay, well, I'm here for a reason, Mm -hmm. because I'm not just another statistic, yeah. of a teenage person that dies in a, an automobile accident. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's mm-hmm. very common. Mm-hmm. And I said, so how am I going to get through this? And am I going to give it my all for my like second chance in life? Mm-hmm. And my mentality had to change. So I, it wasn't the mentality of a typical teenager. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to grow up in that moment. And I think that's what's helped shape me 
so much because I think back to that moment. I could get all the feels. If you put me back in that moment in time, I could feel it so much deeper in my soul how it felt to be in that position. So that's why, like, I get frustrated when things aren't going right or things aren't going my way. It's like, why? Like, I've worked so hard to get to this point. Like, why do I keep having setbacks? Why am I keep getting pulled back? But again, that's life. And and it's just, I just need to learn how to deal with it. And that's my struggle. Like I was telling you earlier, like, I need to learn how to deal with it. Because I think back to that moment and I overcame such a, such a, oh man, like, God, I'd never wish that pain on anybody. But see, that's, that's mental adversity, right? Okay. Like, Cause I'm the same way. Like mentally, when I have to be strong still. Yeah. Like how you were saying, how I'm passionate, right? How I get frustrated at things. Same way, right? Because of the adversity I had to deal with at a young age. Like my mother was murdered when I was five months, so I've been on my my own since I was 14 years old in the street. I remember you talking about that. Right. Yeah. So everything that happens to me, like. Like, you guys always, like, Carlos and Diana, they see me now day-to-day because we work together, so they see the emotions I go through on a day-to-day because when shit don't, sorry, when things don't work, like, I get really emotional about it. That's, like, that's be, me. Exactly. And, and so it's I, out of control sometimes, right now, though, because I, I, I don't I know how to, it. like, and, and not everyone can relate. Right. Because I can call up my, one of my best friends, or I could call up one of my best small business buddies. They don't get it. They think like I'm just. I, get I just got. My, oh no 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 no! no. I, I know. You get but, but, I get. Yeah, but yeah, I love the support system I have, but but they can't relate. Yeah, it's, right. I would say for me, it's talking to my husband and talking to family that don't that don't work. Uh, that's not an entrepreneur. They have no idea. Just entrepreneur alone take away personal things yeah. that happen. Yeah. Just running a business alone, half of people don't understand what mm. that is. Like, you no. said, on the phone all the time, handling. We yeah. have to. Like, If we don't, we lose if, if, a customer if, or a client. Exactly. My business is, is going to slowly go under. Yes. And they don't understand. They yeah. clock in nine, 9 to 5 or whatever the time slot is, and they clock out, and they're home, and they're getting to be able to do that. And you want to know the truth? There's times I wish I just had that. But then I'm like, no. Then I'm like, yeah. So last year I had a meltdown. <laughs> I literally like, had a mental breakdown last year. I I went through this crazy like fuck it. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to run my own business anymore. I just want to work somewhere. I, I want to go. That this week it's so hard. But then I think to myself because I've worked both yeah corporate and and I'm like but I hate what time what to do. <laughs> You know, and I hate you being micromanaged. I know I what it. I want to do. And yeah. so I get stuck in like, but then, you know, I work through my, my mental breakdown. And like today he witnessed it. I get a call from someone that says, you know, you have a, you know, a great reputation. I want to work with you. What do I, what's the next step? And then I'm reminded of why I do yeah. what I do. I'm passionate. I love to see, you know, in my, in my type of business, when I see my couple's married and happy and they're like thank you so much we couldn't done without you that's what pushes me to go further mm-hmm. so it's so hard but they don't understand so when you have that and then you top our past you know our whatever physical history mental history because not only did it affect you mental if i mean physical it affects you mental too what you went through um totally it's just you're such a strong woman Oh, thank you. And no, then, you are. And then you, even like when you was talking about, um, so you're saying that the anniversary is coming up, yeah, right? June 9th. So every year you get reminded that. Oh, and yeah. Like That's I, emotional. I, I, I relate to that because my grandmother who raised me, mm-hmm. right, um, 24 years ago, she passed away right before my son was born. And 
the thing about it is she passed away on my birthday. Mm-hmm. So, so now every birthday, year yeah. on my birthday, people You're are reminded? like, hey, what do you want to yeah. do? And it's like, dude, I, yeah. I don't do nothing on my birthday because yeah. I'm constantly reminded. Because I don't know what that means. Like, why did she pass away on, on my, my birth- birthday? Yeah. Yeah. And then I, we buried her on Valentine's Day. So, so those, now that tri- those yeah. two days, right, yeah. it just mm-hmm. triggers. And it I, does. I, it really does. And, and I mean, I hear that song on the radio still to this day a lot. And I listen to it. It's not out of like fear, like, oh, I'm going to get in a car crash. It's just like, I don't know why I listen to it mm. because it brings me back to mm. June 9, 2001. But I still listen to it. But maybe it's just how I cope. I don't know. Um, again, like right now when we were walking up, we saw a girl with her graduation. Mm. It triggered me because it was like graduation. We're in June. Look how happy, young, naive these you know, eager these these kids are, and I'm like, that was me, because right. I feel like a part of me was taken away that day. That I, mm-hmm. even my mom, my mom, you know, your moms know usually everything about you, and my mom always said like, you know, you've never been the same since that day. Like mm-hmm. a part of your soul was taken from you. She's like, we've seen you bounce back, you faced adversity, you've gone through it, you, you've there's survived it. But she's like, there's always that missing part that was taken from well, you. Well, your innocence. Day. Yeah, and it, and it could be because I I again like. I read about it all the time about car accidents, but you always think that can't happen to me. That won't happen to me. And you weren't doing anything wrong. That's the thing. Like you was like you were speeding. I had no drugs, alcohol in my system. I mean, I wasn't speeding. There was a a lot of witnesses that were thankfully able to witness it and know that, you know, um, but again, I was just a typical 17 year old. And, you know, and I remember a lot of people at the time were like, well, well, you probably, um, weren't wearing your seatbelt. I said, no, I was wearing my seatbelt. I said, I have a seatbelt burn still on my stomach from it. You know, like I was wearing my seatbelt. Why don't you ask me? Because I I think it's just, it's it's a stereotype of a teenage driver. I was in a typical Honda, two-door Honda Civic. You know, those were very in, and that was my first, you know what I mean? So I think it was just like stereotype, like this is who she was. And and, and little do they know that, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I was completely someone different, and I turned into... You know, and it shaped me. Don't get me wrong. It's made me so much stronger. So that's why when I have these episodes, mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I need to stop. I need to stop because then I look around just by looking at my kids. I was told I couldn't have kids mm-hmm. because it messed up a lot of my inside stuff. And I, now I have two healthy, beautiful children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and the doctors did tell me that. They said there's a very good chance you're not going to have children. So that was, I mean, at the time I heard it, I'm like, well, I don't want kids anyways. But that was also <laughs> <laughs> I think, and this is just, you know, I've not gone through yeah. the you've gone through, so please just take this as a grain of salt. But I think when you hear that song, I think twist it to be like, I'm a survivor. This is a song of celebration of my life because yeah. you're here, obviously, and we spoke about this in the last podcast, that if you're here today, if you woke up this morning, it's mm-hmm. because you have a purpose. There's yeah. something that you need to do here. Yeah. And I think that you went through that and knowing that you're here today, that's such an amazing concept to think about. So when I, when you hear that song, I know it's an emotional experience. Yeah. And it's you. just this time of year, especially, especially, but you're here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and look at what you've done. Yeah, and, there's, and there's times that I'll even just play the song. Yeah. Like again, why? I don't know. I don't cry. Yeah. It, it just, just listening to it. Because I just go back to that moment. And then I still remember my friend was reading an issue of Cosmopolitan magazine. So I see that. It's a trigger. You yeah. know, you go to the grocery store and yeah. you see Cosmopolitan. You know what I mean? Because I remember her, like, flipping through it. That's that, crazy. Yeah, and it was sitting on the floor of my car. Like, you just remember little things. But again, like, I don't sit there sobbing. It just brings back feels. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but. 
We don't need to keep drawing on that. <laughs> I don't want to take no more time. No, I mean that. I mean because yeah. I know I feel like we covered. Yeah, we covered no, all of that. Um, <laughs> well, we okay, let's talk about. Let's talk about so- sassy. How okay. did that happen? Okay, so. Again, I think it was one of those things, because before I was even, well, after I graduated um, college, I got my women's study and sociology degree. After I graduated, I kind of like, I thought I always wanted to work with kids. It was something I wanted to do even before my accident. But on the back of my mind, I always knew I wanted to own my own business. At the time, I didn't really know what. Um, I just knew I wanted to run my own business, because I do come from a, a family a business, and it was just, I felt like I, I want to do something. But... I also want to do the whole children thing. I point there because my daughter's sitting right there. But, but um, again, I didn't really know exactly what. So right when I was graduating college, my friend who worked with special needs kids said, hey, I know you're going to school for all of that. Why don't you come join me? Sure. I was 21 years old, started working with autistic, um, schizophrenic. Like a, it, was a, it was a wide variety of, of you know, children that had special needs. 21? Some severe. Sorry? You said 21? 20, I was 21, 21. when I started. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, okay. I graduated my, my bachelor's okay. at 21. Yeah, and going back to that, I actually started at Antelope Valley College in my wheelchair. That's how determined I was. I knew I was going to still go. Mm-hmm. So I started there in my wheelchair. I, I can't say it was a happy time. That was a mm-hmm. very, very, very hard time. But I had a plan. I said I knew I wanted to finish. I wanted to, I wanted to transfer out in two years, get my bachelor's in two years. I had a plan, and I did stick with it. And it was a struggle. It was hard. Uh, I was talking about facing adversity. That was that was difficult, you know, to be willing get willed around. I had my best friend at the time, Virginia, will me around, mm-hmm. and it was rough. I mean, I remember going to math class. All the desks were high, mm-hmm. and I and I and then she wills me in, and I'm just like staring. I just started bawling because I'm like, well, where do I go? Mm-hmm. I, I can't get out of my wheelchair. I couldn't walk. So the teacher, like, in front of everybody, brought. Oh, I have a small desk. Was like lugging and puts me right in the front next to him. So I'm in my wheelchair. You know, sitting Spotlight. there and I, you know, but, but just, I'm done. I'm just saying like, that's kind of what I went through, mm-hmm. but I also knew that I'm going to stick with my plan. Yeah. I'm going to graduate no in four years with my bachelor's degree and my associate's degree. And I did it in four years. And so right from college, I started working with autistic children and I mean, I did it. It was a job. I, I they started me off. I think at the time, uh, minimum wage was like eight bucks. They started me like at like 18 bucks. So that was a big deal. You know, I was like, okay, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. So I started, you know, this is back in like 2005. So it was a while ago, but I started, uh, you know, doing that. And I didn't feel like it was fulfilling me. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I know these kids needed us and, and I wanted to be that person. But I came home, like t- kept telling myself, this isn't my second purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's just for that for that time being, you know. When you, you know you ha- you have seasons for things. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a season to help those kids that I helped in that given time. So pretty much, um, I kept thinking, what can I do? What will make me happy? So to be honest with you, the way this started, so it's, so early two thousand, late two thousand ten, early two thousand eleven, I was at our mall, and when Forever Twenty One was there, you guys all remember Forever Twenty One, and. I mean, that was our go-to spot. We had no other clothing stores, really, besides uh, Rave. But that was a little bit... Remember Rave, Wet Seal, Contempo Casuals? Mm-hmm. But that was more like... at the when, Like, when we were, like, in our early 20s, it was more Forever 21. Yeah. Like, literally. So I walked in there one day. I was on a mission looking for stuff. I walked through that whole entire store. 
And I said, there's nothing in here. <laughs> and at this point, I was already, and the Kardashians were, were getting, you know, had their stores. I, lo I love Selena. She had her little boutique. So it was always in the back of my mind, boutique, boutique, boutique. But after walking out that day, that one day, I still remember, I said, I'm going to open a clothing store. That's what I'm going to do. And I literally just started doing my research. And I literally went back to the mall, but not until February 21. And I went to the leasing um, people there. Because at the time, I didn't know nothing about nothing, okay? I didn't go to school for that. I didn't go to school for business. I had no clue. It was just me and good old Google and researching. So yeah. I went to the uh, leasing office in the mall. And I said, do you have anything available? I want to open a, a, a small business. And, you know, they said, we do. It wasn't the best location. Again, um, it's actually the nail salon that's in the mall. It's with a claim jumper entrances. Uh -huh. that, that was my old location. Oh, okay. So I went in there, and honestly, again, I didn't know what I was doing, and I just winged it all. I mean, I when I say I wish I had learned, I wish I knew what I knew now, mm -hmm. and somebody would have told my young, naive self then, I wish I would have had that, but I didn't. So I had to learn a lot of things the hard way. I had to learn just about overhead, about profit, about employees, about, about payroll. I mean, there's things that I, I, I was learning as I was going. But do, do you think if you if if you wouldn't have opened that store, you'd be as successful as you are now? I no. mean, you think about it, because you, 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 you jumped, right? Like yeah. the video of Steve Harvey or something like this jump. Like no mm -hmm. one's ever 100% ready, right? No, I was but not. No, we were never ready. All the knowledge <laughs> you gained. Yeah. Oh, like, I mean, it, it's, it's again, I, I look back and think like, why did I do that? Why did I do this? But it was all learning because I won't repeat that same mistake. And, and then I, I've learned. It's interesting because... You know, I had several employees because I'm all, you're open seven days a week, longer hours. So yeah. I learned a lot about employees, about my standards, my expectations. Mm -hmm. And that's why what I'm going through now, I feel like I'm back to where I was 11 years ago. But I'm, I'm going to stick with my expectations. I'm going to stick with what I need and what I want and what I know will work for Sassy. And I, and I learned I can't settle. Mm -hmm. And I settled a lot in the last 11 years for mm -hmm. my other business choices. I, I would say I settled a lot. And that's where, like, I'm like, I can't be settling anymore. Like, mm -hmm. I've been 11 years in this already. Like, mm -hmm. no, like, no more settling. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's why I kind of, and I'm not just talking about employees. I'm talking about, like, in with general, everything when it comes yeah. to business. Yeah. And then and, and it's learning to say no. Yeah, that's, oh God, that's so hard for me. I'm still yeah. trying. I can't say no. That's my problem. I want to make everybody happy because I <laughs> want people to be happy. And that's And I can't, literally... and I feel like I can't be stern. Yeah. Like, I, I know what I want to say. when you do, you come off like a bitch or you're, you're mean. It's like, why and is that And I don't want people mean? thinking that of me. Like, I run a business and it needs to be professional. But I don't want anyone to think I'm a bitch because... Yeah. I don't think I am. I mean, again, just just do what I ask, get it done, and we're good. But I think that a lot of it has to, because I think this is a struggle across the board right now with the COVID. These people had like two years off or on unemployment, and they're coming back into the workforce, and they're like, sh it's shock to them right now what's being required. And it's like, what were you doing before COVID? Because you and literally were working but probably harder. <laughs> I, 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 I just was discussing with the customer day. I feel like COVID enabled these kids yeah. and the and, and entitled and their entitlement yeah. is through that generation when I, you know, 19, 20, yeah. no, no disrespect. They have no idea. They have no clue. And what and I've even been told by people like, well, it looks like such a pretty store and looks so fun to work here. I said, it's fun. Yeah. I said, but it's work. Everything it, it's work. a working paying job. Yeah. Like there's work. You're not going to sit here and twiddle your thumbs. It's there's work. Yeah. And I don't think that that generation truly understands no, it. They don't. 
and, and the parents aren't we aren't teaching no. our kids oh i let me say this because my kids know but i think as parents we need to in, instill responsibility and worth ethic in our kids i, I mean, agree 100 my daughter used to be a manager at mcdonald's in san Clemente, mm-hmm. and she'd say mom like some of these kids don't even know how to sweep they don't even know how to use a broom and I'm like, my kids know how to, you know, yeah. I was very strict with them. My seven-year-old goes in there and cleans. Yeah. No joke. And it's like. It's what, it's what we're doing, have her do at home. Like, yeah. we, have, we have them do little chores. You know, it's just teaching them little things. Yeah. And uh, trust me, it goes a long way. You I'm know what so I mean? I'm so scared for this this generation. Uh, what are they going to do? <laughs> I don't <laughs> like, know. Like, you can't afford a house. I, I, and I tell these <laughs> girls, I said, well, good luck. Yeah. Because I don't know if you guys can't handle this. And I don't know how you're going to yeah. handle it. But yeah. they'll just have to learn. I mean, even Elon Musk, they they, they interviewed him, um, I think, yesterday or this morning. Um, he's having problems because he wants everybody to go back to the factories. Oh. Like they, they talked about that this morning. And so he gave and them an ultimatum. Like he was like, either you go back to the factory, go to back to work or go find another job. Yeah. And what do they do? They're fighting him on it. They're like, okay. well, we do more work. We do more productive work at home. They're trying to say, okay. And he's like, well, go lie to somebody else. Cause I know yeah. that's not true. Yeah. Like, and, and he probably knows his stuff. Yeah, so he does. I mean, and he said, that's why he lives at the factories. Yeah. Cause he's trying to be, show an example. He mm-hmm. said, if I would have never lived at the factory, cause he literally do live at the factory. He said that Tesla wouldn't be what Tesla is today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to show them that. But like I said, it's this generation that's like trying to fight them on it. Like, yeah. Like I, I wish you guys could like have a reality show up in my store. Cause you would be like, you would be in shock. The stuff that I'm told, the stuff that I see, the stuff I've heard some of it. And I'm just like, Oh, hell no. Uh, and I'm in hiring too, and and you know, I, it takes a special person to to be able to coordinate a wedding. I'm sorry, I just of I can't course. pick up like, some just person out of high school. It's like I think it looks fun. No, like I need you to know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, and and, and, I'll, and I'll and I'll tell them that prior. Like I'll be like, you're on a probation trial period. I only say about two weeks to a month. There's a lot of businesses that go up to six months on probation. You know, ninety days, whatever. So I say, like, this is what this entails. Like, when you're here, this is what I expect. Again, it's not, like, horrible, horrible work. You're in a cool environment. You're, you're talking to customers all day. But I think from the outside looking in, they don't think it, it's work. And, you know. Does it look so cute? I, I mean, yeah. And, I mean, and, you're in a hard business anyway, retail. Like, yeah. that, that's such yeah. a huge turnover when it comes to employees. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, you're a super cool boss, super cool person, I right? I try to be. You're a shop, like, uh, I was about to call you Vanessa. I, I know you were. Know. I heard <laughs> Vanessa. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Diana. Who's Vanessa? I don't know why I got, that's a whole nother podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like Diana was saying, um, you just made me do my chain of thought. <laughs> oh well, I love shopping there. No, your shop is cute. That's oh, what you were saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. you have a From dope shop. From the outside looking in, it's like, dang, this yeah. is nice. I would love to work there. Like, it looks yeah. fun. Yeah, right. but it's just again, just just do what you're told. But there's, I mean, so the whole thing is what like coming in, you need a sticker or like tag things. Yeah, fold it, clothes. That's not even every day. That's only like once or twice out of the week mm. is the inventory part of it, and the rest is just keep it like tidy. And like clean. if you see like a stain on the floor, cut them up. And you that's know, a problem. If you, I, I I don't know. I don't know what the problem is, and I think that's and that's just being a real one hundred percent. I don't know what what is making this so hard to keep employed your shop is already clean and neat like it's not that I, much too clean i don't know 
I think I, I, I think it's just I think it's it's definitely the time we're in because I mean I yeah. hear this from everybody that owns a business or owns yeah. a retail, um, and the quality of people that are coming in is yeah. like what the where where or, are where's everybody but, that was off? But also this generation they want weekends off. Uh, they even, hate clothes. They even older generation, like even the ones that. Are coming back like to our generation? Yeah, or? they're coming back with different mindsets. Like I've been working at home for two years now. I know I can what I can do, and it's like I only want to work part time now, and they want to do this. And I, I and, and I get and it. I like get weekends it. is our family time. Yeah. But if I'm interviewing you at that moment, and I said this is a weekend job. This is a weekend and you're job. Like, okay, that's what. <laughs> I, and but then it comes like, oh well, I you know, and I get it. Stuff comes up, yeah. and that's the thing. I've never denied a day off. If I, I try to work it out, mm-hmm. I'll switch it around with the girls. Like, and maybe that I shouldn't do that. I don't know, because I feel like, I feel like I'm not, like you. You could look at me. Oh wow, she's a, she's like a boss babe. She's a badass boss. But there's times when I don't feel like that. Yeah. Because I feel like, am I failing? Like what? And I and, and even this week alone, you guys, I question. Like, I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, why can't you know? Is it's, it me? It's not you. Uh, I I think. Your best employee is going to be that girl that wants to be you because she's, gonna, <laughs> she's yeah. to you know Sama. what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. she's going to learn so much from you. And she, at, yeah. at some My point, she's yeah. going to open up her own store. Yeah, yeah. And she got and, and like I've I've helped like molded her. You right. know, she she could if I left for a month, she could she run could run that it. with. She could even go buy the merchandise. That, that's mm-hmm. how well she knows it. And I know I'm not going to always find. And, and, you know, I will say this to be fair. She is part of that younger generation, but she has an amazing work ethic. And she treats that shop like it's her own. Like when I'm going through it, she's going through it with me. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But that's hard to find. And it's very, and and, and and I'm not comparing everybody to her. I'm I'm not because that, that was a, that was a special gem. But the others, it's like, okay, this is still a paying job. You Mm -hmm. still have your tasks. Complete it. Do it. I don't need to get on you. I can leave you alone. Just handle it. Yeah. But yeah. it, it's a lot yeah. to ask. It's not. I just, I gotta say, it. it's just, it's just a time yeah. that we're in. And I and mean, I, again, I wish these all them good luck. Not, mm-hmm. not even the ones I've never applied with me, but that generation, good luck because it's not an easy road out there. So, <laughs> so with with that, I mean, because our topic is it topic is overcoming adversity, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, apparently, you went through a lot of adversity. Um, you went through a lot. Yeah. Uh, for this generation, I mean, what type of advice would you give them um, to this generation to that this we're talking generation, about? Yeah that you you have to have some sort of work ethic you do like like you can't look at it so if i'm only getting paid i don't know what people get paid but minimum wage right now for small business 14 dollars an hour so if if you come in there with a 14 dollar mentality then you're not going to come out with a hundred million dollar mentality you you see what i mean because because that's your mentality you're you're not putting yourself up there you gotta have an ownership mentality yeah you gotta walk in like mm-hmm. like this is my job i want to do well i want to raise i want benefits mm-hmm. i our, our bonuses whatever i want my boss to see that i care that i want this that i'm willing to work like that's what you need and and again i don't expect these these young girls to come into my store and make it their lifelong dream or goal there is room for growth i mean look at salma yeah. salma started as a model then she was just a sales associate. Now she's like the head manager. You know what I mean? And she's 23 years old, just turned 23. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's possible. And, but 
I, it starts just it starts it's just your mentality like what are you going to tell yeah. yourself i don't care if you're working at mcdonald's or if you're working at sassy couture or if you're working at victoria's secret you have to have the same mentality yeah it's mindset yeah even like when i when i first met selma yeah like she's yeah. incredible like yeah met that day yeah I you first met her met at you, the um but was I it thought, coffee and combo yeah i yeah. actually thought she was you Everyone does. Right. Everyone asks, will ask her, wait, are you the owner or is the yeah. other girl? Or they'll ask me, is the other girl the owner or are you the owner? Right. So mm-hmm. b- because it, 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 it's because she she goes in there with not just like, I'm just going to half-ass this. Like, right. I'm going to mm-hmm. give it my all. And she has given her soul to, mm-hmm. you know and what you, I mean? And, and you shows. see that pattern. So if they were to go in, this is advice for the younger generation as well, is if you look at it as a learning opportunity to gain experience, you could change your life. Because if you went in there, uh, totally, you know, like if you go in there with this mentality, like, oh, I'm just, this is just a job, I pay bills. You're not going to go anywhere because no one's going to in, empower you with any type no. of higher responsibility until you change your mindset. And that, I think that's the hardest thing to get through. And I wish they offered this in high school. I wish they offered the things that we need to know mindset. Yeah. yeah. How to be positive outlook on life. And, and that would include all this. And this is the real, this is the real, the real world stuff that we need. Yeah. And, um, and again, I think it starts within home sometimes. Mm, I, I, yes. I, I, I'm not blaming all the homes because we all come sometimes from homes that is that the ghost (laughs) (laughs) i have to you guys not bothering us (laughs) i'm really into like hauntings and ghosts and i walked up sorry i know it's off subject and i was like diana is this place haunted and she started telling me little stories and right now there's some door slamming so i don't know he's not happy he's talking he's mad about the work ethic as well the work ethic is damn right (laughs) anyway that's right right. So, so, so let me ask you this question. Cause I want to ask you this yeah. question. Cause obviously we have, we just came through a um, pandemic. Yeah. And so f- a finance from a financial um, adversity standpoint, how, d- how did you survive that? Okay. So this is going to blow you guys away, but during March, April, May, the, the, probably the three most critical months of the mm-hmm. pandemic of 2020, March, April, May, 2020 were my best months ever. Really? Swear. Okay, so everybody shopping <laughs> online. Everybody shopping online. Everybody, even my locals, the, and and either they wow. would they would literally pay for shipping, or they would literally come because I, I was at my old location. They would pick up, but the social distancing, I would literally throw them the items over the balcony. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. And and because remember at the time everybody was home and online shopping, mm-hmm. you couldn't you That's couldn't right, even yeah. run to Target. And remember remember they closed yeah. off the closed oh, section yeah. in Target. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that. But you couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, you couldn't go anywhere. So no, my my online sales were banging. And that's when I knew I survived that pandemic, then I for sure as heck can survive anything. And I knew that my business was here to stay after after going through that. Because if anything, I was very scared. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh dear, like this is not going to be easy. And no, I I got some record numbers during that time. And I was very, very happy. And it was amazing because I didn't have to pay for overhead. I didn't have to pay for labor. (laughs) I was saving money and I was making money. So it was was all good. So during the time though, because I want to talk to small businesses and people that are struggling with their business businesses mm-hmm. uh in, in the beginning like you said you were scared right so did you have a plan in place or no. did you no just jumped in it was just 
No, and and I and I and I think a plan is important. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and I w- sometimes I don't even have a plan now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I think to myself, I said I would never go through something again without a plan. Yeah. So no, I think definitely you need a plan yeah. because if not, you're all over the place. Right. And I was, and sometimes still all over the place. Mm-hmm. And and I have to come back down to planet Earth and be like, okay, Amanda, like you have to execute. You have to set this. You have, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and yes, that would be a major advice to anyone that's in business now, mm-hmm. just started or about to start. Set up a plan. What are you doing? What are your goals? Know your numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, know your your profit margins like know your gross numbers like those are things you could have asked me i'm like i don't know what that is like right. seriously and i don't care i was college educated and i didn't know well, what what's the difference between a gross margin and i didn't know all that like i'd like does that matter yeah and i would google it i'm like oh that's what that you, you know what i mean <laughs> right, so right. so but those are things you need to know thank you you have to google. yeah you okay. but you but you have to know these things yes. because how can you run a successful business if you truly don't know what you're making or mm-hmm. you're spending or, or whatever? Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I think having a plan is very key now. Now no, it, we are learning. It, it's a thousand percent key. And yeah. and if you don't know how to do a plan, then connect with people. Again, the Internet is amazing sometimes. Yeah. YouTube even has amazing things on mm-hmm. there, believe it or not, about business. So, you know, I, one, one thing. So before I got into entertainment um, and I was talking to your husband, Diana, about this last night um, at karaoke, because we was talking about um not knowing how to do something, how, how we was talking about even him, how, you know, sometimes he stressed the truth a little bit. Oh, yeah. So, I, so right before I got into entertainment, I had a graphic design company and people used to ask like, Mike, can you do something? And I told everybody, yes, I never turned <laughs> yeah. down a job. I didn't care what it was. You know yep. why? Cause I said, okay, when do you need it done? And they'd be like, oh, in about two, three weeks. I said, okay, cool. I got a week to Google or YouTube it yeah. and learn it. <laughs> then I got another week to do it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, and that's how I actually became really good at 3d animation mm-hmm. and stuff like that because I took on all those jobs and I had no idea. But I had, since I had a graphic you fake background, it you make it. right? But I knew the <laughs> basics, right? Yeah. Like I knew the basics of Photoshop, mm-hmm. After Effects. Yeah. I knew the basics. I just didn't know how to do anything. Yeah. So I was like, Yeah, I know how to do that. Easy. Yeah, I had to done it. And, like two and that's weeks. how I kind of felt. Like <laughs> I know, I knew the basics enough right. to be able to do it and to survive year after year. But you know, again, there's things that I look back mm-hmm. on that I would have done yeah, differently different, and yeah. not said yes to. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. It's not. I six. learned how to plan a wedding off of Google. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and 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 again, it's it, I got to, to know a ton of small business owners, not all boutique owners or retail owners, mm-hmm. but it's nice to get their feedback about stuff too right. because they're still business owners, yeah. so they they could help me or give me advice it's nice too. To be like mm-hmm. I'm not alone. Yeah, and and, and that but Support. that just started for me the like the last few years because yeah. I feel like our little click. Wait, is it on? Yeah, it feels like it's. Did it die? No. no. Can you guys? I hear you. Yeah. You don't hear yourself. Uh huh. You don't hear yourself. I mean, I could hear you guys, but not through here anymore. Well, maybe the your headset. Did it die? No. The ghost. The ghost. Oh, there we go. Like I could hear you. Sorry, I'm. I'm just saying. Like I could hear you guys like talking, but I can't hear what I was hearing anymore, and I can't hear myself. Oh shoot. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you want me to? Do you you want can take it off. Whatever feels yeah, more better to yeah, you. Yeah. Well, as long as you okay. can hear us. Well, I can hear you fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As long as you can hear us. Yeah. So um. I forgot what we were saying. I got distracted with the ghost. <laughs> Dang it. The ghost. ghost city. So you guys go keep talking about this ghost. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, what, oh, what was oh, I saying? I so the whole community. So I know I barely met Amanda, what, like two, two years, years ago. ago. That, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. two, like in the last two years, I would say but is when I connected with all the small business people 
besides one or two of them that I knew prior, it was like all of a sudden yeah. the small business community just grew and yeah. we were all like, now we're all legit close. Yeah. But we've also helped each other and yeah. grown together. Like I've seen all of our businesses grown so much from even two years ago, like yeah. your business, you know what I mean? Like and several others. So, mm -hmm. so I think the small business community, it's super important. I, I love that we have that here. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people have that sometimes and I, regardless of where they live. And I think we're really lucky and, and, yes. and, and we should be blessed or we are blessed to know that we have that because I don't feel, um, people have that support. They yeah. don't. You know, they, they really, yeah. they don't. I think this is such a big community, but with a small town feel, because literally you can go anywhere and be like, and see someone you know. Yeah, I mean, I have I have a friend that owns a boutique in Nebraska, and she's like so intrigued by, like, wait, what do you mean another pop-up? How do you know these people? Where do you find these people? How do you do this? Yeah. And, and, it, and, it's, and they don't have that. The ghost again. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have an, a paranormal investigation after this. You Did you bring your meter? <laughs> Bought my phone. I could get those orbs. No. Anyways, sorry. No. But I would say I met, I met, I think I knew you or something before the pop-up, but I truly met you at the pop-up. It was that first pop-up at that house, like right around the corner from my house. Um, it was Eugenie. It was the Desert Creative's first pop-up. That was, that was in February of 2021. 2021. You're right. But yes. no, I, I knew of you before that, Diana. I'm telling you, we met in 2020. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I don't know where. No, that was in August. No, or uh, April. No, or desert. No, it, no, no, no. The first one was February 2021. That's when it was oh, super shit. windy that day, and my clothes kept falling. Yeah. And in my little flower cart. Yep. But you, you were towards the house, so you were a little more protected. Yeah. But we were, like, more out. And, and like, I feel that was, like, in 2020, though, because we did, like, two pop-ups at your house. Since that then. was right after, though. That was all 2021. Oh, yeah. But I had met you. I know it was. I couldn't tell you where, but it was for sure before that. Because yeah. I already knew who you were. I remember I went up to you. I'm like, hi. Like, we weren't close or nothing. Yeah, but like, I knew you. Yeah. And I knew you like Mariah Carey. And we were already following each other on yeah, social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I knew I met you prior. Okay. Because you were like one of the only ones like out of my local people that love Mariah Carey the way I do. Yeah. So I remember your post about it. And then, and I think we connected through, more through that. And yeah. then, but as far as meeting, it was like later. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. But that feels like I've known you for like 12 years, I 20 know. years. Something like that. <laughs> I'm like, that's how I feel with all you guys. <laughs> no, and I, I was just telling Diana on the last show that, um, you know, I've been out here for four years. And like, I tried to get with a group of people. Uh, and I met a couple of cool people out here. Yeah. I don't, don't want to like, be negative about it yeah but they wasn't as tight as the circle that diana's been introduced yeah. to like you the rainers and, the yeah. ernie's the andreas you know people yeah. like that um and ever since i met diana and she introduced me to your guys a circle everybody's been so welcoming yeah like so over the past six months like yeah. everything's just been so great and welcoming and i'm, I'm so so happy to be a part of this like little circle mm -hmm. yeah like, no and, and, and i think it's important especially it being a small business owner because when you feel you have the community behind your back it, mm -hmm. it, it makes a world of a difference and the Absolutely. support and i love the fact like diane always says community okay. over, over competition, competition and I, I just love that hashtag and, and i see it I, I see it but i wish more people lived by it yeah and I think that's where that's and I think what it takes time educating right. and this is why the podcast yeah is yeah, yeah. And, and i and i think and i think like you know, you could be about, you could talk about it, but be about it, right. you know, and that's, and I, and I still Effort. don't see it fully. And that's another thing that that's hard being a business owner. Cause you truly don't see or feel it from certain mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into that, but. 
But I do. It, it's, it exists. I want to know, like, so what what else could we do to, like, get more people involved in community? Of our competition. It's right. education, obviously. A lot of people don't yeah. know how to how to be a, a business owner in the same industry as someone without stepping on toes they don't know how the respect part of it um and it's hard even in my industry i deal with it but i think also you have to come to realization and i feel like i've I've been working on this myself is some people just will never be there and they'll never be part of that community over competition and i Mm -mm. have to just keep moving i cannot let those people damper my wins and my growth even though it's like and I think, and I think, like if you're in the same thing or not, I think you still have to have a mutual respect for the person mm-hmm. that started it, mm-hmm. the pioneer of whatever it is. And mm-hmm. I feel like the OGs or whatever. Like, like again, no one has to put me on a pedestal. But I started my boutique when there was no boutiques here. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? I brought something to the Antelope Valley that we needed that mm-hmm. we didn't have. Yep. Right. And you and I've seen lane. I've seen many come and go. I've seen many that are still around. Good for them. I wish them well. But I feel like sometimes you don't get the credit that you deserve and and i'm not again no one has to put me on a pedestal and 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 tell me this but it's kind of it kind of feels good when people tell you like like thank you for for bringing a clothing store to us and and the magnitude of your path easier yeah and you you know but, but a lot of people won't give you that credit and that's when you kind of get to the haters or or, and that's when you kind of start feeling some sort of way because you're like well what's the big deal about saying good job what's so hard about like following they probably feel weird and that's what i look at but why feel weird because they feel like they know that they're in your lane and they're trying to get on that lane instead of accepting so much more obvious yeah just just be cool you know what i mean like yeah but even 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 like 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 you just said you created your own lane you open doors that is now easier for like Mm -hmm. young woman like your daughter when she grows up now, yeah, not she, saying she could take over your store, yeah, but she wanted to go open but, her own. But she's learning too, right. and she's seeing, mm-hmm. and and that's one thing I, you know, I, I I'm trying mm-hmm. to teach the kids is not everybody's going to love you. You're not going right. to be for mm-hmm. everybody. No. You're going to rattle people's spirits. And that's okay. Like we might be rattling a spirit now, but <laughs> but honestly, at the end of the day. I just feel like credit is sometimes not given yeah. where it's deserved. Right. And that mm-hmm. is disheartening for me because yeah. I will give person the credit if they deserve it, mm-hmm. especially if I see something in someone or if I'm proud of them, I will tell them, I will support them. I will tag them. I will post them. I will share them. I will follow them. Yeah. You know, those are, those are, those are the best ways you can support a small business and show that you have love for them. Mm-hmm. But there's just some people that refuse, like they probably like go to your page and they, they, they want to hit that follow button, but they won't do it. Well, it's, it's, it's that there's a couple of things right on Instagram. It says that, you know, you, you might have a couple of likes, but your stories are blown out of yeah. water and say, like, you're watching me, but you're not supporting me. Yeah. Right. The same thing goes. And that's for, real life, though. It is. It is. And but I think there's that quote, too, that says you have to realize that you clapping for yourself and you giving yourself praise is the only thing that matters. So I, and I get you. No. And, and, I, and, and sometimes you are your only fan at, at that point. Like you have to, you're the ones giving the, there's a lot backs. of changes in this animal Valley that started since I got here. Yeah. And I know that. Yeah. But I don't always get that either, yeah. but that's okay. Cause you know, I know it. Yeah. I know and, that and before I came, there wasn't a whole lot of shit happening. And now there's, a lot of things that have been are different. Exactly. And I'm so glad to be a part of it. Yeah. Whether I get the recognition yeah. or not, it's hard though. I love it when someone acknowledges it because oh, it, makes, me it, feel it like, makes you feel like you're doing something. You're making right. a difference. Yeah. And and again, it's it's not about like you know giving you a, a, a crown and getting on your knees. Oh, it's I about just. 
<laughs> Mind a crown. It's just a little. It's just a little <laughs> things like yeah. It's just a little thing like hey, you know what, Amanda? That's pretty awesome. That 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 you're still here after 11 years. Yeah. Good job. You, you know what? I I, I I don't know if anybody said this to you, but I'm gonna say it. And I'm gonna say it on record. I thank you. I'm not even in the fashion industry, Aww. but I thank you mm-hmm. because just being a small business uh, entrepreneur, just being an entrepreneur in itself, mm-hmm. thank you because you open so many doors and you're showing us other entrepreneurs that even mm-hmm. through adversity, we can get through anything. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I, I do thank you. And I thank I you. Appreciate I appreciate that. I thank thank you, you. I thank you for being my friend. I thank you for being um, an example. And I thank you for being someone I can come Aww, to and talk to. You know, and I love you. On this. But I also just want to tell you that I, like I mentioned before, I think you define a strong woman. Thank and you. And I think that's amazing. So if no one else says it to you, and, if, and, and as we go through it, I know you're coming up to it a very um, important pivoting moment yeah. in your life you are so strong thank and you i think it's amazing to watch um and the two years that i've known yeah. you i've seen growth <laughs> yeah in you um emotional mental yeah everything socially so i love it oh thank you guys I just think it's amazing yes. so thank you appreciate you stopping by today of course um, <laughs> He's like, I don't want to end it. I'm yet. like, it's real life because I had to no. bring my kids, and sometimes they're here, and no, you know, and great. but at the end of the day, like I again, like I, I'll come back anytime, and I, you know, I love, I love talking, yeah, and but great. I always feel like I always have a story to tell, no matter what it is, Absolutely. big or small, we all do, and and I love, and I don't mind sharing my story, I don't mind sharing the stuff I've gone through or go through, you know, business, whatever, you know, and, and cause it's real life. Man. We want to do more. So, you know, this is the yeah. one, um, one life podcast. So this okay. is Mike's baby. Yeah. My baby is socialholic, which okay. is a little different. Yeah. But what the great part is that I know for a freaking fact that we barely just surfaced your, your story. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the great part about having a podcast and having a, a TV show is that we'll be able to dig in deeper as many times as we need yeah. to. Um, because I feel like, we all have a story to tell and it feels amazing. Sometimes people think of a podcast as therapy. Some of it feels as just a, a revolution or a, yeah. a moment to just be able to help another person. Or also you don't know whose life that is going through something maybe similar to yours yeah. that you talking about what you just accomplished mm-hmm. in your life is going to make them want to stay around. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love about this. So this is just the, the, the tip of the iceberg, I guess what they say. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think it's amazing. And this is why we're doing it is because we want to, to really get to know the small businesses here in yeah. the community. And it doesn't stop in AV. We're trying to get this all over. Of course. Because I think that's important. So, and he yeah. thinks it's important. So. No, I, no, absolutely. Like, you know, uh, I've been doing this for a couple of years, not the podcast, but just talking to people. Like I love having conversations, you know, and I talked a bit about this yeah. at your shop, right? Um, that one time someone told me, you know, just having a regular conversation with that guy at the airport, you know, and saying, hey, man, thank you for that conversation. You just helped me. Right. But it actually helped me as well. You know, you, so you just never know. Just having a conversation, telling yeah, your story. I mean, like, so today you you're telling your story. Yeah. You don't know who you might touch. Even like if someone might not listen to this for another six months. Right. Mm-hmm. You never know. Yeah. And, and, so, and that's what I've always said. If, if I could change one person's life, then I know my second chance at life is worth it and that's what I was meant to be what yeah. meant to do and that's I think telling my story and helping people and that's why I think I'm 
I'm still here. Right. So, so yeah. So, um, so you guys, we do have a call in number. If anybody ever want to talk to Diane and I, or just tell your story, um, just reach out to us seven four seven nine 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 eight zero two one, or you can reach us at uh, follow us and reach us at Instagram at um, One Life Brand, or you can reach Diane at Socialholic TV. Um, let's talk about it. Um, let's have these, continue to have these great conversations because um, you just never know who you're going to reach and who, whose life you might save. Right, you just never know. Uh, but again, thank you, Amanda from Sassy Couture. We truly appreciate it. Thank you, Diana, as always, the lovely Diana from Socialholic. What are we doing later? It's Thursday night karaoke. What's up? What's up? <laughs> I'm going to bed. Hey, we are in the elevator. We are going back down to the lobby. Thank you again, you guys. I truly appreciate it. You guys have an incredible blessed day.